Welcome to Sex, Drugs, and Enlightenment with me, your host, Oakley Ogden, and welcome to our final episode of season one. Where have we been in these last several months? It's been so extraordinary, this journey. It has been better than I ever could have imagined. So I have to thank two people. One, I want to thank each guest. Thank you for your vulnerability, for your willingness and your participation. I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt because I sit in this chair that you have supported so many people with your vulnerability and your authenticity. So thank you, thank you, thank you for making this show go. And two, thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for being with me. Thank you for caring. So I want to just take a moment and just kind of go down memory lane for a quick second because what my dream was for this first season was to just give away the tools and the insights and the conversations that I get to sit inside of every single day in private. It's such an honor and such a gift to be in this role that I get to be in in this culture. And... It's just such a cool dream come true to know that we covered the topics that we did in this last month. I didn't know the stories that were coming. I didn't know who I was going to work with. I didn't even know if these tools would come out. I I didn't know. And as I shared in my opening episode, this was a journey and an, and an experiment in which I was going to get some things right and some things wrong and all in between. And Learning how to do the narration and talking to you directly was such a blast, and I loved that, and I want you to know that I poured my heart and soul into it, and it was really about just improvising these moments, these teachable moments that I find so valuable for my clientele and for my listener. So we talked about ketamine. I mean, we're never going to forget that episode. We opened so strong. We kicked the door down with a show about ketamine and how it saved a young life. And I think what we can all take away from that is that ketamine is so powerful, used under supervision for the right client, right? For the right person. It's not for everybody. Second, we covered North Star work. Oh my God. So the North Star is obviously something I use all the time. I love it, love it, love it. And it's about creating your inner GPS system. Where are you headed? Because as one of my great coaches said, if you don't decide where you're headed, then you will end up somewhere, right? And I know that many people in life wake up and say, how did I get here? And one of the reasons, one of the hows to how we just get here, quote unquote, is that we don't decide where we're going. So deciding where we're going can be so invaluable to our human journey. And the North Star is a tool that helps with that. Then we touched on give back, take back. This is the most powerful work I know for lineage work. When we are inheriting patterns that are passed down to us that don't feel like the shoe fits. When we have a lineage of depression and anxiety and our mother and our grandmother and our great-grandmother have all felt it and all quote-unquote suffered with it and now we're destined to suffer with it too. No, you are not. No, you are not. 
and Give Back, Take Back is the tool for that. So go take a listen if you haven't done that. It's a two-part series and very, very brave young woman did the work with her mom and told her story. It's so touching and so powerful. Then we talked about ending the relationship. That's in the show about unworthiness where one of my dear clients shows up and talks about very vulnerably an underlying belief that he's just not worth it. And that is an energy, right? It wasn't in his family system, but he created it as an energy through his life, through different experiences and impacts, right? We, once we have a story about ourselves, we look for evidence to back up that story, right? And he did a really good job at that. And then he did a really good job saying, thank you for serving me energy. Thank you for keeping me safe. And I send you back to your source. And we can send energy back to its original source, which was not you as a baby. It's something else, right? And that's a big esoteric conversation that we can get into in another time. But for now, all you need to know is that you have the freaking power to end a relationship with certain energy and change your life and activate new energy in your life. This is called being a conscious creator. And you are a creator. We are all creators. The only difference is whether we're conscious about it or not. And these are conscious creation tools. So we also looked at relationships as mirrors. This was a really vulnerable session. Relationships as mirrors. What we see in others, we often have going on in ourselves, right? And when we're pointing the finger and we can really see it so easily in another person, that is a sign to stop, take a breath, and say, whoa, what am I not seeing in myself? And do the work. Do the brave, hard, scary work. Take a look at you. And if you really can't get a good look in the mirror at yourself, then ask someone to mirror back to you. What do you see that I do that gets in my way from creating what I want? What do you see that I do, how I show up, <sighs> that just, you know, puts a wall between me and you? Will you tell me? Try it. Inside of that, I also want to remark on, I said it was a, a powerful uh episode in that was very vulnerable. And one piece of it that I was so touched by was learning to break the walls of protection from another person by being the first to extend the olive branch, by being the first one to be vulnerable and asking for what we need, which means we have to get in touch with what we need when we feel defensive or scared, right? And then ask. So don't be afraid to ask in your life. If you're feeling alone, if you're feeling scared, reach out. Ask for help. Ask for support. You know, we touched a lot on my own story, and I shared a lot that I was happy to share for the first time at this scale. And there were some elements of what I shared that I thought the next day Oh my goodness, am I just going to leave that there on the little platform of podcast platforms or am I going to take that down? And so that was part of my journey is in my own vulnerability is just allowing things to be perfectly imperfect and lay how they are and just keep moving. 
to create and put it out there and continue. What an incredible experience. So again, I know I said it, but thank you for your support. It's just been so enlivening for me to get after this level of creation, to be creative, to be connected, to be spontaneous. I've just, just loved creating this podcast. We also got to hear from Erica Rose, right, and Dianund. What amazing two-part stories. Erica taking us on her journey of self-empowerment through addiction into bodybuilding champ, bikini bodybuilding champ nonetheless, three times in a row, and Dianund, our motorcycle monk, who is just such a beautiful example of accepting himself and being authentic and being inside a very deep listening and actually acting on that deep listening and letting his own heart and soul take him to where he was supposed to be in this lifetime, where he is today as a great teacher and a great force of compassion. Wow. What a season. I am very excited for season two, and we do have some incredible interviews on the docket for you. But more than that right now, I want to just stay focused on season one and just reiterate that this was a podcast meant to serve the mental health of young adults. And it could not have reached iTunes Top 200 without your support. It has gotten into hands that have gone far beyond the circles that I know. And that has meant the world to me. That has meant the world to me. And it's also a a reminder. It's also a reminder that when we work together, we can really affect change. And we are not done, right? Collectively, if you choose to take this on, I invite you to up-level with effort, with education, with, with, with curiosity, your emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence is what is required for an extraordinary life. To be successful in your work, to be successful in your relationships, and it contains three things, emotional intelligence. Number one, It's about self-awareness, actually becoming aware of what's going on within. And one of the most powerful ways to figure out what's going on within is to just pause and ask yourself, what am I feeling right now? Now, a lot of us don't have the language to name all the nuanced emotions that actually happen in a day inside of us. So if you need more language, Brene Brown, Atlas of the Heart, is a fantastic resource. The Hoffman Institute is a fantastic resource. They both actually have curated lists of emotions and have categorized them. Go download those. They're free, right? Take a look. Get to know the myriad, the rainbow, the cacophony of different feelings that are moving through you in any given day. They are way more than happy, mad, sad, glad. Way more. And that's actually a beautiful thing. And to be able to acknowledge them 
And to be able to be aware of them and articulate them is empowering and is power. That's what allows you to create communication and connection. And connection is the anecdote to so many mental health issues in this world. Just connection. Deep, number one, deep connection to ourselves. Wow, I just named what was going on for me. Holy cow, that actually felt really good to name that. Right? And then number two, I can communicate it. Okay? So I just jumped the gun. Let's go to number two of emotional intelligence. So there's self-awareness, number one. Number two is self-regulation. That means being able to manage our inner state. That means when I'm triggered, I actually know how to breathe and reset myself, right? And my favorite breath, as you all know, is that box breath, inhaling on the count of four, pausing, exhaling on the count of four, and pausing and repeating that. That breath is so powerful to access our bodies And when we need to work with our mind and our emotions, the number one way, the fastest way is to do it through our nervous systems, through the breath. So don't delay and just activate the breath. Get after it to calm yourself and come back to center, which leads us to the third piece of emotional intelligence, which is the ability to articulate and communicate to another what is going on for you. I am feeling really sad. Do you think you could give me a hug? Et cetera, et cetera, right? Or, hey, I just need some help right now. I'm having a lot of feelings. I think I'm really angry. I don't know what to do with it. Or I think I need to talk to someone. Could you help me find someone to talk to? Right? But articulating what is going on inside is so important. Being able to communicate what is going on is so empowering because, again, as I said earlier, it feeds connection. Right? Connection. And so many of the things that I see come through my office and I see in the world, depression, loneliness, anxiety, is a lot about the nervous system not feeling contained and soothed and connected from us, ourselves, and to another, right? But if you are alone, get connected to you. Put your hand on your heart. Take a moment. Say, I'm here. I'm listening. I love you. What do you need? (sighs) So this is IQ in a nutshell, okay? Awareness, self-regulation, and articulation. Let's all join together to continue to bolster and uplift the IQ of our culture and our nation and allow these young people to discover their wisdom, their brilliance, their resourcefulness so that we can live a better future. Thank you with all of my heart, with all of my soul. I love you so much. I'm so grateful for you. Until season two, just know you are precious, you are valuable, and you are so loved. Can't wait to connect with you soon.